Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now cruising at a balmy 36,000 feet on this Langley to London flight. You may now remove your seatbelts. Jesus, finally. But for safety reasons, please do not deflate your armbands until we've contained the onboard toilet. I can't believe this. I know. They served nothing but bran for seven hours and then get surprised at the consequences. No, I mean, I can't believe this case. The chief sending us halfway across the world just to check out some attention-seeking diva. She did explode, Jean. Actors, they're all the same. Give me a nice low-key accountant any day of the week. Accountants don't explode. They, they get, get stabbed. stabbed. The system works. Look, Vivian Stone isn't just some two-bit pair of legs. She's a legend of the silver screen, and if the chief says there's something strange about how she kicked the bucket... Oh, God. You always been a nervous flyer, G? You know I haven't. So it's just ever since... I don't want to talk about Caracas. Shh, I told you. Those Venezuelans are never going to find us. I had to burn my fingerprints off, Kelly. What, with acid? I wish. No, I just held on to the kettle and let the whistle drown out my screams. Look, I know the Caracas took a lot out of us both. And I mean that emotionally. And financially. And sexually. And yes, we killed a lot of innocent people. You mean... Accidentally removed. removed. A lot of innocent people, yes. But we get this right and our record's clear. No more skeletons in the closet. No more screams in the wind. No more waking up in a cold sweat with nothing but the tingle of maracas in your ears. God, I wish my kids played the recorder instead. Damn Venezuelan school. Gene! We changed churches to get them in there. We both know this cases are to get out. Okay, okay, so a dame explodes at a film studio. Any leads? Everyone's alibi is rock solid. They've just restarted filming. Without Vivian Stone? They found a doppelganger. She looks just like Viv, and she's stepping in for the final few scenes. Though it's starting to look like someone's got it in for her, too. Oh, really? Well, I guess it's up to us to find out what's up. Cabin crew, please prepare for landing. Oh, thank Christ. The pilot has turned on the fastened seatbelt signs, as well as the signs for mouth guards, ear defenders, nose plugs, and protective eye goggles. Good luck, everybody. May God have mercy on us all. Christ, I hate air travel. Who Exploded Vivian Stone? Episode 2 The Basket Weaver's Daughter. Mr. Sons, thank you for seeing me so quickly. I ordered you here, Metravers. Yes, and very grateful I am too. Walk with me. Uh, with pleasure. Now, I think we can agree this entire thing is a disaster. I'm so sorry, but that crucifix just seemed to tumble out I'm of... I'm talking about this haircut. Well, it is very hard to trim when you're walking so quickly. We could stop walking, perhaps? I walk when I'm stressed. Oh. And I get stressed when I need Leopold to give me a haircut. Oh, right. And I need Leopold to give me a haircut when I'm called to a sudden meeting with Damson Forslice to explain why my film, uh, your film, is beset by endless tragedy. Will you at least let me get this bloody fringe straight? Please, pace uh, with me. Absolutely. Oh, and now he's pacing. Bloody fantastic. I don't understand, Wallace. I hand you a perfect solution to Vivian Stone's impromptu... Uh, Chop? I'm trying. Jesus. I get a replacement, I get her to wipe the entrails off her hands and sign the contract, and this is how you repay me. But... Squat with me. Of course. Oh, you are joking. 
all just a simple accident, Mr. Sons. I can assure you, all sorted now. We are working with the changes and figuring out a solution to Ronnie's little accent problem. Accent problem? Yes, the small issue that your actress... You mean your actress? Quite right, yes. My actress can't actually do the lines as read. The Travers, that sounds like a directorial problem. Absolutely. Not a producing problem. Well, yes. This is your actress and you must have hired her for a reason. I didn't hire her. I, for one, have faith in your creative decisions. Not actually my... If that means you need to set the film wherever your actress is from... What, Sheffield? Sheffield, yes, of course. A gritty, realistic look at working-class Yorkshire. It's a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Sounds gritty. There's a demon Chim. And realistic. But that's the sort of bold directorial decision I have no choice but to get behind. And I'm sure Mr. Forslice will agree. Right, you're all done. You're a number two at the back, three at the front, and the sides are a mix of 12, 13, and 54. My signature style. Mr. Sun. It's a hell of a vision, Wallace. I'm sure you won't let me down. And no more accidents, all right? There's only so much this haircut can do. Could Miss Susan Ben Susan please come to hair and makeup? That's Miss Ben Susan to hair and makeup. And please don't forget your hands. Wiggy! Wiggy, are you in there? Uh, what? Wiggy, I need you to come out of that cubicle at once. Laura, I'm. I'm busy. Wiggy! And squatting. I need you to answer some questions, alright? That poor girl was nearly flattened. I saved her life, didn't I? Yes, Wiggy, that's exactly the point. How did you know to push her out of the way? Laura, please, I'm trying to have a dump here. Try raising your knees. Jesus. It moves the sphincter into a more natural position. Go away. I'm trying to be helpful. Oh, sorry, I'll... I'll come back. Steve? Wiggy? Hello, pal. How's things? Fine, mate. Fine. How's Caroline? Oh, she's she's all right, mate. Yeah, still working on her diploma. What are you up to? Just uh, doing a... That's right. Yep. Do you mind? We're in the middle of a meeting. Oh, beg pardon. Didn't realise. Ta-ra, Wiggy. Uh, See you at judo. Oh, I didn't know you'd taken up judo. You know it wreaks havoc on your core. No wonder you backed up. Look, Laura... Although, from the pungency I'm detecting, I don't think Judo is the problem. Are you getting enough bran, Wiggy? How's your bran in time? Will you let me get on with it? Why did you want to hurt poor Miss Corbet? She's only just got here. Is it because she's got fifth part? Is that it? No! This is all a misunderstanding. We never got the chance to... Sorry, what? Nothing. You just said we never... You and who else is involved in this macabre little plot? It's not a plot. It's not what you think. And I worked alone, all right? You know me. I'm Wiggy. The gaffer. The, the gruff, mean one with an unexpected punch on for judo. Who could possibly be my accomplice? Oh, blooming neck. Where did I put it? There you go. Enjoy your pineapple, miss. Pineapple? I thought it was lasagna. That's right. It's a beef lasagna. But instead of the beef, it's minced pineapple. And instead of the pasta, it's layers of pineapple. And instead of the bechamel, it's creamed pineapple. What? Don't be disgusting. What, are you obsessed with pineapple? Oh, uh, I think I can feed my friend. Uh, Jodie, oh, what are you doing with that bin? Oh, um, I'm just looking for my, my script, aren't I, dear? Just thought maybe I'd chucked it out with the remains of my pineapple mash. Will you sit with me? Feels like I'm back in the school canteen. Oh, yes, well, quite right. And it's not without its cliques, Ronnie. Really? Well, over there, you've got the writers. They look miserable. And poor, best to ignore them, I find. Up there are the stunt doubles. Ah! 
Oh, my God! Don't worry, they do it all the time. And over there is the experimental acting troupe from that new French film. What? By those chairs? They are the chairs. Wow! I know. I'm a long way from Derby. Oh, yes, I, I felt the same when I moved tables up from the extras. The extras? That's right. Uh, that table just over there, in the background. Gosh, I barely noticed them. Well, they are good. Yes? And I was one, wasn't I? Until Mr. Matravers plucked me for stardom from the ranks. I didn't know that. Well, I, I was working on the pestilence of King John. He spotted me on the corpse wagon, picked me off the cart and shouted, I have found my demon king! So you've never had a part before? Oh, I've had parts before, Ronnie. Uh, old peasant, tired peasant... Dead peasant, dead pheasant. That last one turned out to be a typo. It was an embarrassing audition, I don't mind saying. But have you ever had a line? Well, I did once make a low gargling noise in front of Stanley Kubrick, but you couldn't hear me through the pheasant costume. I've been worried about the accent and and the changes and everything. I I don't want to cause trouble. Don't you worry, love. You're doing a wonderful job, and I'm here to look after you. Ah, thank you. Maybe we could sit down and just oh, talk I, it through. I, I would love to, darling, but I've got to find this um, script. Oh, all right. But remember, as long as you've not been escorted from Stanley Kubrick's set, inexplicably covered in feathers and drunk as a lord, you're doing all right. Cheerio! This is a message for the catering team. We have a pineapple delivery at the pavilion for Gideon and Gillian. That's Gideon and Gillian to the pineapples at the pavilion. Will you lost? Stop banging on about bloody pineapple! Oh, you've never used gloves before? Oh, Susan, don't you worry about these silly things. They're more for your benefit than ours. Well, then, shouldn't I wear them? Oh, heavens, no! You need to get the full effect. I don't understand. I thought I was all but wrapped. Good, you're all here. Joanna, you look especially cross today. I mean, well, have you heard? Have you heard about what they've done? Joanna, what's all this about? Things have changed, Susan. The film's changed. And I need you for my working-class close-ups. What's a working-class close-up? Oh, for goodness sake, Susan. A dank washing-up bowl filled with tears. A hug that betrays a father's hatred of books. Someone stroking a beloved lump of coal. Do I have to spell out everything? But you're feeling all right about it, Joanna. A bit of a change of tack. Oh, performance-wise, it's not an issue at all. I fully understand the working classes. I once dropped a glove in Stansted Airport. Oh, Mercy, you poor thing. Now, uh, have you uh, brought the... Uh, you know what? Uh, yes, here. Uh, be careful with it. Magnificent. I haven't seen a tub of this in years. Where did you get it? Oh, call it a, um, a posthumous gift from Vivian. She won't be needing it. How did you get your hands on that? I borrowed a key to her trailer from security. Oh, you filthy cow. I love it. A new cream, but I thought all the hand close-ups were finished. I thought I could maybe go back to the farm soon. The vision has changed, Susan. You understand. Gloves on, Queenie. All set. Here we go, then. Joanna, please. Hold still while I apply, Susan. Ow! Joanna, it's stinging. It's good for you, Susan. Just be thankful you only need it on your hands. Poor old Viv used to smother herself in the stuff. Susan, darling, what you need to do is you need to stop squirming, darling, or the cream won't take. Yes, Thank you so much. You see that bleaching? That means it's really taking. Honestly, Joanna, you're right. This stuff is incredible. Once you get past the dizzy spells and the, you know, burning. Oh, just look at the improvement. I suppose. Oh, that's really taking. 
Have you got the letter steady, Matrevers? Yes, you're in safe hands. So, no sign of Wiggy? Oh, no. I found Wiggy all right. But he's holding a dirty protest and has let slip that he's got a little accomplice somewhere. Do you know who? No, but I'm going to find out. What are you looking for up there? I'm looking for clues, Wallace. See who's been mucking around with his crucifix. Now, hold the ladder. And now picking up, you naughty man. Oh, God. Wallace! Hello, Mick. Been looking everywhere for you, man. Hello, Mick. I'm up this ladder. Oh, hello, darling. Uh, be careful, won't you? I don't want a flattened, broken cripple for a wife, do I? Wallace, now I've just been reading the new pages for the ending and I have to say that... Look, Mick, before you start, I know it's a leap and I am working on Mr. Sons. He'll see sense, but no, with everything I, that's going on... I love it! The wild moors, the beating heart of England, the pies on every surface. Powerful stuff. And you don't think it's problematic that the film's final scenes are now inexplicably based in Sheffield? Well, it is a horror film after all, Matravers. Can you imagine anything worse? I've always hated pies. I was right. This rigging is all over the shop. Something's definitely not right up here. Could be wear and tear, no? No way, I? Something's been fiddled with. You mean you don't love the direction, Wallace? Oh, no, don't get me wrong. The vision is intact. It's, of course, the film I've always wanted to make. That's the spirit. Don't let them grind you down. The British people love a tale of hard work, grit and misfortune. I suppose there's something in that. People like the film cares, didn't they? That was set somewhere up there. Exactly! With the right hand on the helm and just a few choice tweaks, then... Then, yes, we could make Rosemary's Toddler the most important examination of the working classes since Kez. Wallace! Yes? It's very odd. This crucifix mechanism has been tampered with. It's definitely a professional job. Wiggy's handiwork, all right. <gasps> Hang on. There's something else up here. Now, Wallace. Mick? I heard the word Kez. You did? I heard the word animal companion. Two words, then, did you? I'm thinking Olivier. Olivier? Olivier should play the role of Kez. Well, no, I didn't mean we're remaking Kez. You must cast Olivier as our Kez. He already has a good role. A job, the chimp demon, is a truly memorable character. You would put him in a box, sir. He is and remains the only Academy Award winner on this set. He could bring exactly the kind of gritty realism you need for this kind of picture. Well, gritty realism has always been my vision. I'm intrigued. Picture it, Wallace. Patrick Creed, a man in a bind with the devil, finds his only solace in a creature. <gasps> a beautiful ferret. Wallace, I think I found something. A ferret? Well, he's got range, but he can't fly, Matravers. And after all, ferrets are the kestrels of the land. You're quite right, Mick. You're quite right. Maybe there is hope for this ending after all, with you and Olivier at your best. Right, I'm coming down. Excellent. I need to talk to Ronnie. To truly get under the skin of these characters, I must go to the source of plebeianism itself. Yes, well, uh, any questions, you just come and find me, all right? All set there, Laura? You're not going to believe this. Believe what? I found this up there behind the safety mechanisms for the crucifix. What is it? Oh, my God, it's a horn. Not just any horn. This horn belongs to... Krull, the Demon King. That means someone else was up there with Wiggy. And that someone else was... Hello, Wiggy. Oh, bloody hell, Judy, you scared the... Well, not crap out of me, that's for sure. I've been looking everywhere for you. I've been hiding in here, haven't I? It's the one place Laura can't get me. Uh, have you found it? Not yet. Oh, 
could have sworn I had it, but I've looked everywhere. I've even gone through the bins. Are you sure you didn't have it? Of course I'm sure. Oh, it must be around here somewhere. And once I do find it, everything's going to work out just fine. Where do I... Oh, crap, it's Laura. Hey, hide! Where am I supposed to... Oh, God! Will, 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 Wiggy. I've had a breakthrough. How about you? I'm not discussing it anymore. I found out about your little accomplice. You're bluffing. Oh, am I now? So I suppose Judy's demon horn just got up behind the crucifix mechanism all by itself, hmm? <gasps> Is there someone else in here? Um, yes. Yes, it's, um... Uh... I recognise that voice. It's, um... Bert Reynolds! What? What? That's not Bert Reynolds. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Hello. Oh, gosh. I love your work, Mr Reynolds. How's your brain intake? Are you getting enough brain? Leave Bert Reynolds alone. Don't think this gets you off the hook, Wiggy. I'm going to fetch security and they'll batter this door down themselves. Fine. Fine. Now, good luck, Mr Reynolds. Yes, I'm Bert Reynolds. Oh, such a gentleman. Oh, bloody hell. Judy, I can't believe you left your horn up there. I'm sorry. That makes this whole thing look even worse. You've got to find that letter. Think. Where else could it be? Well, if you don't have it and I don't have it, there's only one other place I can try. You need to get into her Winnebago. Susan! Susan! Oh, Susan, there you are. What the hell are you doing in the menagerie again? And why the hell are you crying at that old mop? It's not a mop. It's a flamingo. A lovely, careworn... Tired flamingo. Oh, God. So tired. So nice. That's Vivian's wretched pet, isn't it? Oh, they should do the decent thing and throttle it. Yes. Perhaps death would be kinder. I cannot abide to see poor creatures suffer. Yes, me too. It's incredibly irritating. Awful pests shattering away in their cages. Yes, poor trapped little things. So much to say, but... No one will listen. Susan, stop staring at that canary like it's some kind of damn metaphor and concentrate. Now, how are your hands? Has the burning stopped? They're cooling down a bit. Wait, let me see them. Oh, Susan, they look wonderful. Oh, yes, this will do nicely. Perhaps I could wash them off now? Susan, I'm going to repeat what I told you when we met all those years ago. The very first day of school. Your hands, your beautiful, beautiful hands, Susan, are the only thing anyone could love about you. This job as my hand double is the only way in the world anyone can ever or will ever appreciate you. Thank you. I'll get you through this, just like I got you through our teenage years, term after term of those awful girls. I still can't believe they wrote all those... Horrible things about me in your handwriting. Yes, exactly. Joanna, I... Susan, listen to me. We're in this together, you and me, like always. Haven't I always been there for you? Through the years, through your drinking problem. You pulled me back from the brink. I did. When I was so close to quitting. Exactly. You don't want to be a quitter, do you, Susan? No, I... I suppose not. And your hands shake so terribly when you're off the booze. I just couldn't have you do that to me. To, to us, to, to our career. Thank you. You're just working yourself into a state, that's all. And no wonder. You've been dry as a bone all day. Look, why don't you go and treat yourself to a lovely little cocktail or five and I'll see you on set, all right? But I'm just... I'm so close to getting the kids back. I've... I've tried to be so good. Susan, for once in your life will you stop being so selfish and have a drink. But I don't have any booze. 
I poured my last bottle of vermouth down the sink after I ruined the twins' birthdays. Try Vivian's trailer. Trust me, there'll be some there. That woman could smuggle a cask of ale into a bikini. But how? A wide cervix, that's the trick. No, I mean, how do I get in? You can borrow the key. Here. Susan, you at least owe me this. Yes. Yes, all right. I'll, I'll get the drinks. We do the close-ups and then... Oh, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Until our shopping channel audition. Oh, no. I'll see you when you're good and lubricated. Ta-ta, Susan. See you soon, Joanna. Come on, little canary. I'll set you free. What's your name? I'll call you Reggie. Hello, Reggie. My name is Susan. This is an urgent announcement. Judy Goose and James Wigington are required now at Gavin Sun's office. That's Judy Goose and James Wigington to Mr. Sun's office now. Miss Corbett, are you in there? Oh, Mick, what are you doing down here? Sorry to disturb you, Miss Corbett. It's Corbet, like Forbet. I can't say that I've been. Is there a reason you're skulking in the darkness of the boiler room rather than in your Winnebago? Well, I haven't been given one yet, so it just put me in here for now. It's okay. It suits me. It's small and dark and sad. Cup of soup? Wait, what on earth? Ronnie, I don't mean to alarm you, but there seems to be water on your face. And these damn pipes, they've clearly leaked all over you. No, that, uh, that's just me. I'm just having a difficult day, that's all. My dear girl, what on earth could be the problem? Back home, I knew where I fit. Ah, Sheffield. I'm actually from Derby. Derby? Sorbet? I don't know any of these seaside towns. But here, I'm the replacement for a lady no one really liked. I'm doing a terrible job and someone tried to drop a crucifix on my head. Now, 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 now! What on earth are you saying? Ronnie, you are a vital part of our little team. I don't know about that. Ronnie, with your gritty northern roots, we can give our characters the sort of truthful working class edge you can normally only get from spending thousands of pounds at elite drama schools. But I can't act. Nonsense, my girl. We all within us have a hidden voice. You must simply bring it forth. Confidence, Ronnie, confidence. The same way I don't pay in restaurants. I'm Mick Shellard, I shout, and do they listen? Of course they do. Everyone respects an actor. But I don't feel confident. Nonsense. We can do this. Now, tell me about your family. Did you have a classic northern father? Not all northern fathers are the same. Was he a drunk, a tinker, a cheeky pickpocket with a wonderful singing voice? He died when I was five. Uh, of scurvy. Uh, he played the penny whistle in summer by Derby Pond, and in winter he'd sell baskets made from his beer down at the docks. The docks in Derby? What river flows there? They were bog docks for the bog ferrymen. And did he strike you, Ronnie? Did he strike you with tears in his eyes? He didn't have any eyes. He was stone blind, blind from weaving all his baskets. More, Ronnie, more. This is fabulous stuff. How small was your house? We only had one toilet. Only one bathroom in the whole house? No, I mean, we only had one toilet. We lived in great uncles on sweet. You and your parents? I never knew me, ma'am. Abandoned you, did she? Left you on some doorstep rather than bring you up as her own? Please don't. I can't. I don't want to remember it. It hurts me heart. Oh, mercy. The pot's boiling over. Leave the pot and look in my eyes. But I'm just trying to bring you your dinner, Mick. Dinner after a long day. You disobey my orders again and it'll be the heel of my boot. Your boot? 
You think I'm scared of a leather lashing after what I've faced? A grubby girl without a mother to show her how to smile? How to wash the soil off a freshly picked blackberry? And a father with more basket than man by the end? The end where he wheezed, mad, blind eyes rolling as he whispered, Ronnie, love better to die, an honest man, than to trust a moneyed woman. Well, well, well. Gosh, I don't know where all that came from. That felt... Powerful, isn't it? You and I, we just acted our way out of our stale, grim reality, gained dizzying new heights in the cosmos of creation. You're an actor, Miss Corbet. Welcome home. Hello? Better lock it, just in case. You're right, Richie. It's very eerie. Now, if you were Vivian Stone, where, oh where, would you keep your secret sauce? Aha! Here we go. Well, gosh, so much to choose from. Oh, look, a hip flask. Now, if I know Vivian Stone, she kept the best for herself. Oh, it's like pure gasoline. Bottoms up. Not bad at all. Oh, no! Reggie! It's Vivian's ghost! Here to take back what is hers! I, I have to hide! Miss Goose? Oh dear. Judy Goose, my name is Owen. I'm with security. I'm afraid you're going to have to come with me. Mr. Sons wants to see you. No, no, you don't understand. I, I need to get inside that Winnebago. There's evidence. Please, Miss, I've had a long day. I've just had to wrestle a man out of a toilet cubicle. Oh, who won? Well, I've got him out, but a terrible, terrible fright. Now, come along, Miss Goose. Don't give me any trouble. Me, me, me. I, I'm not Judy Goose. I'm Burt Reynolds. You can't manhandle Burt Reynolds. I'm sorry, Miss Goose. Five minutes, please. Studio's always. You've got a bit of chocolate on your face, by the way. That's not chocolate. Oh, God. Like I said, a terrible prize. This way, Miss Goose. What on earth could Judy have been looking for? It was good of you to come and see me, Wiggy. Well, not that I have much choice, Mr. Sons. Take a seat, please. Drink. No, thank you. Do you remember when I got you the job of gaffer at Four Slice Studios, Wiggy? Of course I do. You came to me for a favour and I obliged with no condition. I know. And I was happy to do it, despite... I know. But now I'm hearing you're trying to flatten my Vivian replacement. No, that's not true. I, I never tried to flatten anybody. Well, uh... Well, what? Nothing. Don't lie to me, Wiggy. I'm not lying, Sarge. Excuse me? I, I mean, I'm not lying, Mr. Sons. Don't call me Sarge, Wiggy. I'm sorry. I still see it, you know. The bridge. Imjin River Career. We all do, sir. We all do. Not all of us. No. Not Fletcher or Wynne. Uh, no. Us. Spelleton? You have to stop blaming yourself for Spelleton. I should have done more. He was only a boy. I still remember him going up in that explosion, yellow here, a flame. I just 
I couldn't get him out. Ah, uh, no. You never recover from something like that. Ah, uh, no. Especially when someone, your pal, your foxhole buddy, the man charged with keeping you safe... Don't say it. ...shoots your nose off. Mr. Sons, I... 30 years. 30 years without a sniff of my wife's perfume. 30 years without a waft of a fresh croissant. Sir! You think I don't know how people look at me? You can hardly notice. It's a wonderful prosthetic. Yes, the best money can buy. But you think that fools anyone? Do you know how humiliating it is always to be that man? That man that claims he can't smell it when someone breaks wind? Everyone thinks it's him every time. I thought... You think anyone respects a man whose nose falls off his face into his minestrone soup at the Oscars dinner? You're a veteran. I didn't even notice, Wiggy. I didn't notice until I tried to dab it with a piece of a guess. Sarge! I thought it was a bit of gristle. I tried to eat it. Oh, I love these grisly bits, I said to the table. It's where you get all the lovely flavour, isn't it? I was chewing it for two minutes. Come in. Judy Goose is here, sir. Thank you, Flanchesca. Come in, Miss Goose. Sit down next to Wiggy there. You two have got some explaining to do. Right, you've got blankets, water, a bit of food and some scripts to read. Right. And I've got a sleeping bag in case you want me to stay over. You may feel safer here. I don't think that's necessary. Ronnie, I don't want to alarm you, but these people had to kill you are not going to go about it politely. They'll try to do something like drop a bloody crucifix on your head. But then why would Wiggy push me out of the way? I can't be expected to know how these psychopaths' minds work. Anyway, don't you worry. I've got a fresh pizza and a shot potter's right hook. We'll be all right. That's very kind. <laughs> now, not so fast, Ronnie. We don't know how these assassins will strike next. I'll test the food, and if it's safe, you can eat it. But what about you? Iron stomach. I can detect mouse venoms by taste, and I'll be able to purge myself instantaneously. How did you learn that? Growing up in the outback. I still remember going toe-to-toe with my first roux when I was 14. Right, let's see now. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If they're trying to kill you, it's through overloading your taste buds. <laughs> this is good. Oh, fantastic, I'm starving. Now, hang on, Ronnie. That's only one slice. Segmented food, your pizzas, your cakes, your lasagnas, your frittatas. you got to check every piece. Mm. Mm. Delicious. God is lucky I'm here. Laura, back, you murderer. Short butt. Ow. Well, that's the rest of the pizza ruined. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. I didn't realise you still had a slice in there, or no. What are you doing down here, Susan? Looking for you, Laura. I, well, I, I don't know quite how to, um, I found something. Close the door, Susan, quickly. It's not safe for poor Ronnie here. I'm going to be assassinated. Oh, dear. Not if I can help it. You haven't seen Judy skulking around anywhere, have you, Susan? Well, actually, yes. I heard, I mean, saw from afar, her being taken somewhere by a security guard. Oh, you're joking. Oh, that is fantastic. I've got to go. But, Laura, I need to... No time, Susan. Sorry, Judy calls. Oh, is it a bird? Canary. His name's Reggie. What about my assassins? Susan and Reggie will look after you. Don't worry. You're in safe hands. Well, that's just it, you see. Just remember, attack first, ask questions later. I'll be back shortly, once justice has been done. Oh, dear. Are you all right, Susan? No, just... just being silly. What did you want to tell Laura? Oh, I found something she might have found interesting, but then I remembered. No one's interested in what I have to say. Nonsense, Susan. 
We all within us have a hidden voice, and we must simply bring it forth. Confidence, Susan. Confidence. You really think so? Of course. Everyone respects an actor. You're right. Thank you, Ronnie. That's okay. And thank you, other Ronnie. Huh? Cheers to both of you. Now, you go and tell Laura what you need to tell her, and don't let anyone stop you. You're right. Ronnie, do you mind? I can't seem to get a grip on the handle. Of course. Look out, world. Here I come. Keep up, Wallace. Laura, I really don't think we should disturb. Hello, dear. We're here to see Mr. Sun. But you don't have an appointment. Fire, girly. Follow me. What do you think you're doing? Good. You're both here. I'm so sorry about all of this, Mr. Sons. This has all got out of control. Wallace, Mr. Sons. Wiggy and Judy are plotting to kill Ronnie, and I have proof. Wiggy admitted he tampered with the mechanism, and I found a part of Judy's costume at the scene. This is unacceptable. Ronnie Corbet is here to help get this film finished, and that becomes a lot harder if you kill her. We're not trying, trying to, to kill, kill her! Oh, come off it, please. But it's true! What the hell is going on, then? I, I can't say. Can't or won't? Can't! Then you're fired, Wiggy. Fired? I cannot have a film production where two-ton pieces are set a-collapsing, intentional or not. But, no, you don't understand. Mr Sands, I need Wiggy. I'm sorry, Wallace. No, Mr. Sons, you can't. This job's the only thing I have. My only escape from memories of that damn bridge. Of Imjin. The only way I don't dream of soaring winged, blood-soaked noses. Night after night. Smell of gunpowder in the air. Must be nice to smell gunpowder, Wiggy. Must be nice to smell anything at all. Listen up, you two absolute sickos. I don't know what's going on, but you had better start talking. It was meant for Vivian. <gasps> what? Judy, what are you doing? We have to tell them. It's the only way. The, the crucifix. It was meant to fall on Vivian. How could you? Judy, were you perhaps trapped in character as the Demon King, inspired by the power of my direction? No. Fair enough, worth a guess. Viv had this idea. Yeah, a press stunt. The plan was to pull it off during the guided tour of the studio. We'd do the scene, the crucifix would fall, and Vivian would leap out of the way. It was all controlled. But why? Press coverage. You know, demonic activity on a film about the devil. Global superstar Vivian Stone escapes certain death in front of a live audience. She thought it would do wonders for the film. That's not a bad idea. But it didn't work. Because she exploded before we could do the stunt. Police arrive, shut us down, clear everyone out. I didn't get a chance to secure the crucifix before you started filming again. And you really expect anyone to believe all that? Using poor dead Vivian as an alibi? Shocking. But it's true. Well, I need to see some proof. We've got the proof. We just can't find it. I will be heard! I'm sorry, Mr. Sun, she's out of control. Good grief, Susan, you're steaming. I am here to speak my name is Susan Ben Susan, and I have something to say. Will you listen? Jesus, Susan, are you feeling all right? I have been drinking, yes, in memory of dear Vivian, and that is why I'm here. She has a message for you. I found a document in her trailer. Oh, give me a hand, would you? The booze is causing havoc with my coordination. I can't move my fingers properly at all. Susan, is that a... Canary in your hands? Yes, that's Reggie. He's my new friend. I can't open my hands enough to let him out, is all. He's a delightful chap, isn't he? I... You know who 
really reminds me of, Wiggy. Is it Spelleton? It is. With his blonde colouring and cheerful demeanour, why, it's like Spelleton lives again. It's like all those old feelings of guilt are slowly ebbing away. Laura, in my pocket there is a piece of paper. What is it? It's some kind of schematic. It's the contract! She's found it! Oh, Susan, you wonderful woman! It's the crucifix and an agreement of how to make a drop. Signed, you will see, by James Wigginton, Judy Goose and... Vivian Stoddard? Well, I'll be jeered. Let me see that. It does seem to be legitimate. Where did you find it? In Vivian's trailer on my enforced booze hunt. Oh, Susan, your drinking truly is a blessing for us all. Yes, and I can always just have other children. So does this mean Wiggy can stay? Look, no doubt some underhand stuff has gone on here. And Wiggington has a past, but he's a damn good gaffer and a hell of a man. Oh, you know, I'm really not feeling too well. Well, I'm not surprised. You look terrible. My hands hurt. What? My hands. They feel... Oh, they're burning. Your hands? Reggie, you have to get Reggie out. Bellaton, I'm coming. Oh, they're scalding. Just open your hands, Susan. I can't. They're frozen stiff. Get Spelladon out of there. Oh, I can't get to him. I've seen this before. Oh. Everybody. Oh. Oh. I won't oh. leave him again. Son, oh. get down. Oh. Oh. Sorry to bother everyone, but it seems my hands have just exploded. Who Exploded Vivian Stone is written and performed by Kill the Beast, who are David Cumming, Clem Garrity, Natasha Hodgson, Ollie Jones and Zoe Roberts. The music is by Felix Hagen, sound design by Rich Evans and photography by Idil Sukan. The series is produced by Ben Walker for Story Glass. <laughs>